Hi, this is Dr. J.P. Sanchez, President of Building the Next Generation of Academic Physicians, also known as VINGAP. Thank you for turning into our podcast titled um, Succeeding in the Appointment and Promotion Processes. As you know, we launched this podcast series because many of our diverse trainees just weren't clear on the process itself and were concerned that they would never be appointed as a faculty member or that they wouldn't be successful in being promoted. Well, we're about to dispel that. Today we have Dr. Rena Thomas from Stanford University. How's it going, Rena? Hi, JP. Thank you so much for having me join you on this podcast. I look forward to sharing my thoughts and my experience um, with the group here at Bingap. Great. Well, you've been such an important role model and mentor to the Bingap family. I want to thank you for everything you've done and congratulations on your most recent promotion. As you know, um, you know, we've been working together on Bingap because we want to see a more diverse academic medicine workforce. Many of our listeners identify as individuals um, historically underrepresented within academic medicine. Can you share a little bit about your own background and your own diversity? Sure. Um, so I am unique in that I do have a multi-ethnic, multi-racial uh, background. My mother is from El Salvador, my father is from India, and I was uh, born here in the United States. I'm also a cisgender a woman, and but identify as a, a multicultural back because of my multicultural background from many different um, different aspects of my culture. Beautiful, beautiful. And you're also a mother of two, two children? That's right. I'm a mother of two boys, uh, James and Julian, ages eight and five. That's right. So a successful physician, academician, researcher, and mom. Um, so can you share also a little bit about your educational and professional journey? Sure. So I decided to leave my home state of California to pursue my undergraduate work uh, with a bachelor's uh, in neuroscience at Cornell University. So I went back east uh, for that. I then completed a PhD in molecular immunology um, and my medical degree, which I completed at Georgetown University in Washington, DC. Um, following that, medical education, I wanted to come back to my home state of California and decided to um, come out to Stanford University to complete my neurology residency training. And then I did my subspecialty training and fellowship um, within neuro-oncology at Stanford. Great, great. And just, just for um, the fact that many of our um, listeners are medical students, um, how long was the neurology uh, residency and then how long was sure. the neuro-oncology uh, fellowship? Sure. So it can vary, um, but for my program, uh, my preliminary internal medicine year uh, was one year long. So that's my intern year of residency. I actually did that. I stayed at Georgetown to complete that. Um, and then I did my neurology residency training, which is three years on the adult side um, at Stanford. Fellowship can vary. It can be between one year and three years. Uh, but because I had completed my PhD and research um, training already, I decided to do a one-year clinical fellowship in neuro-oncology. Great. 
Thank you. So as, as, we, as we've been talking about um, becoming a, a faculty member, being appointed as a faculty member and then um, being promoted, and you're gonna share a little bit about the promotion process. Can you, can you start us with an understanding of um, at what point you decided that you wanted to become a faculty member? Um, and then walk us through what was your initial title at Stanford? Sure. So it was really probably during my um, PhD um, time period doing re laboratory-based research in uh, immunotherapy for brain cancer that I realized I really I enjoyed um, the academic environment of discovery as well as teaching. And um, I pursued medical school and then residency and fellowship at institutions that also highly valued that academic research environment. And uh, it was a pretty straightforward decision um, that I, I just confirmed during throughout my residency and fellowship that I wanted to stay at an academic institution for my faculty appointment. Excellent. And then when you started after, um, when you were a fellow, did you have a faculty appointment as instructor or was it after fellowship that you had your first um, appointment, faculty appointment? Yes. So at our institution, the Neuro-Oncology Fellowship Program is, a, um, is not a faculty appointment. So you are a trainee under the GME office, the Graduate Medical Education office. Uh, and it is only after you complete your fellowship training that you can be considered to join the faculty as either a clinical instructor or at the assistant professor level. Okay, and then so after fellowship, um, through your first contract, um, what was your track and rank? Sure, so at Stanford, we have three different tracks, the clinical educator track, the medical uh, center line, and then the university tenure line. I really valued and was personally um, most fulfilled um, in the academic environment that would include an emphasis on clinical work as well as educational uh, work. So the clinical educator line really fit well with my goals. I um, could serve as a principal investigator on any clinical investigation or clinical trial uh, as a clinical educator and therefore decided to pursue that track um, at Stanford. Great. And then, so, okay, so you were on that track initially as an instructor, correct? No, I actually went um, directly to clinical assistant professor oh. directly following my fellowship training. Okay. My apologies. I got that wrong. Okay. And then um, most recently, right, you've been promoted to associate professor. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Congratulations. So, um, Thank you, thank you. So just last month, um, about five and a half years following my initial appointment, I was, um, I completed the promotion to associate professor and um, in the clinical educator track. Congratulations, 
congratulations. Um, so can you share a little bit about what made you successful in the promotion process, moving from assistant to associate in five and a half years, which is um, impressive? Well, thank you. Um, so at Stanford, our def definition that we um, refer back to in our hand academic handbook uh, for advancement and promotion is really that associate professors have to demonstrate their excellence and regional recognition in um, all four missions. So uh, clinical care, teaching, administration, and scholarship. So scholarship can take um, many different forms. And so it could be clinical research investigation, educational um, scholarship, um, or, and research scholarship uh, in the most traditional sense of laboratory-based. So for me, um, it was really that combination of all four um, aspects of my uh, package uh, and what I had demonstrated um, success in the regional recognition for all four um, parts of the promotion packet. Great, and you know, Undergoing promotion is um, takes a lot of time. Um, you have to sort of follow the application process and the rules. Uh, can you share um, one or two challenges that you encountered and how you overcame um, that challenge to be successfully promoted? Sure. So I found that mentorship and knowledge the, just the acquisition of knowledge of how to um, demonstrate my this excellence and uh, recognition regionally, all of those nuances of just how to navigate the the promotions process um, was the key aspect of what I needed to um, work on and overcome. Uh, so I really dedicated myself to um, establishing mentors both uh, in my department of neurology, my division, um, but also recognizing that this was limited and therefore I needed to also um, gain uh, mentors and sponsors who could advocate on my behalf outside of my department. So I did this um, by looking at various different um, academies and national academies um, that offered specific programming or support. Um, so my Academy of Neurology, the um, American Academy of Neurology, AAN, the Society for Neuro-Oncology, um, also BINGAP. So really, I found so much um, more of a connection as well as a natural way to um, learn from my peers and colleagues uh, in within the minority and diverse community of academic physicians. So BINGAP was a, was a, played a large part and role in that um, networking as well as the double AMC that and I took part um, early on in my faculty career um, in the Minority Faculty Career Development Conference that is offered annually by the AAMC. And I took that course or kind of weekend long conference um, very early. So within the first year and a half 
of my um, time as a faculty member and really gathering that knowledge base and knowing exactly what steps I needed to um, accomplish and, and how to set up my time, how to devote my time uh, most uh, productively. That was really key, I think, in my, in my successful promotion. So it sounds like um, it, it, it largely stemmed um, from mentoring and networking, networking through a yes. variety of national organizations. Um, yes. So any final advice to our uh, diverse trainees um, who are considering academic careers on, on what they should be considering as they think about a future faculty career or to optimize their success? Um, I would want to leave our listeners with a very focused message. Um, first, identify what you're most passionate about. I think um, success comes naturally when you are doing the things that you love and feel most um, dedicated to the causes, the um, clinical work, the educational work. Uh, that you are most enthusiastic about and very naturally success will follow. So um, being true to your uh, goals and aspirations and being frank and open with um, your leadership when you're considering a faculty rank and a role and line that this mirrors what your career goals and aspirations um, are. So that's what I want to leave our listeners with. Well, excellent. Thank you so much, Rena, um, Dr. Thomas, for spending this time um, with us, given the current situation. I know you're extremely busy. Um, as important, um, thank you for being an incredible role model, mentor, and champion of BINGAP. And um, we, we truly wholeheartedly uh, appreciate you being a part of the family and everything you've done. So um, congrats, and, and we look forward to celebrating your next promotion um, to full professor um, in, in the next five years, right? Um, but um, thank you again.